$200. A Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES broadcast with your hosts, Soul Blazer and George. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super NES Podcast, episode number 108 this time. Uh, almost at 109. Not yet, but uh, but but we are getting there. Uh, I am Greg, joined by always by my other uh, co-host, George. Uh, it's, I'm I'm a ninja. You can't see me, Greg. Yes, I'm not here. I'm a ninja. <laughs> well, we don't. Well, well, well. Nobody would see you anyway. Like we, we just need to hear you. I, you, I, I'm not here. <laughs> well, I hope you're here because you're the one who picked us the game flavors to play. <laughs> I, what, what, I'm a ninja. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh. Yes, George is George is tipping his hand very strongly as we're getting the like we're like we're talking about like this episode. Um, and what's the and what's the and what's the full name of this game that you picked for us, George? Oh no, you're asking me. Yes, I'm asking you. You're the one who picked it, so. Well, we're talking about an in, an indo. It did it did an indo. How do you say it? I think you're right. Uh, um, yeah, you know, that's where you know that's where you know, that's where I've seen it like pronounced. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, like uh, an Indo. In, in, in Indo way of the ninja. Yes. Uh, yeah. Better easier, you, but usually say it in Japanese title. So, so, so just be glad about that. Uh, you know, like about that at least. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, oh. this is another uh, Koi game for the Super the Super NES, but a very different, unique game. Uh, one of their offshoot games. It's supposed to be like one of their like one of their like one of their simulation games that they uh, that the company's like best known for. So. Um, also known as Inindo Dato Nobunaga. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Or uh or Super Inindo Dato Nobunaga. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh so this game is a uh the the game like this game originally came out as many Koai games did for Japanese computers first uh before getting a, a western release. Uh it originally came out the PC eighty eight zero one SR and the PC ninety eight zero one, which were which were two popular uh, lines of Japanese computers. Uh, also, the MSX two, which is the improved version of the famous MSX computer, and the Sharp X and the Sharp X sixty eight thousand, which we talked about before in past podcasts. Uh, that was a very you know that was you know that was you know, that that was the biggest uh, gaming computer in Japan for several years uh, during the nineties. Uh, the game originally came bring, out. Did you bring up that it also came out in in China on DOS? Not yet. I'm getting there. <laughs> well, there you go. I gave you that information. Yep. Uh, yep. The game originally came out in Japan and the, 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 uh, Japan. The systems and the, the, the systems in 1991. Later on, the game, the later on, the game got ported to Super Famicom with a few improvements to it. And that version of the game came out in '93, and that's the version that got. Uh, translated and brought over here to the West uh, in March, like in March of '93. Uh, there was also that uh, there was also that uh, uh, DOS version of the game, as George has mentioned, in China only, uh, which is curious. It uh, says it's playable in English as well. Yeah. This is very curious to me. And then also, it's very curious. George and I talked about this like off mic last week, trying to figure this out. Um, there was also a uh, the game was also included. It was the game was also included. Uh, the game was also included in 2003. As part of a uh, um, uh, um, as part of a Koai collection pack, um, the 25th anniversary pack, uh, like Volume One. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, that came out. Uh, no, sorry, the collection was 2003. Uh, the, uh, the game was ported when it was 98 uh, for like that collection, and that's the first time that game. And apparently, that and apparently that collection must have gotten released in Europe because that first time to, to, to be the first time that Europeans uh, got a release of the game. Yeah, we were also talking about how, like, this was a game, like, a collection ported to, like, Windows 98 or whatever, but it was, like, 2003, so 
why wouldn't they just make it for Windows XP at this point? But hey, whatever. Yeah, the best guess I have about that is that the is that the the the, the emulator, the Windows 98 emulator is running the um uh, like running the PC 98 to a one version of the game. So I so the so, so like the only guess I have is that at that time period, there was not an emulator for that computer like the Windows uh like Windows XP. I don't think that's how that works, but okay. But that that that's the best that's the best guess I can make about why that is. But um, I uh, I don't know, I I have no idea. So who knows? Uh, but the game was, uh, uh, but the game was made available as standalone version two years later, two thousand five. So yes, that is so that is uh, that even more mystery, like mystery to the question. So <laughs> I do kind of want to check out the PC version. The PC version is probably pretty. Is probably is probably not as good because I played a bunch of co-op computer games, and obviously, and they, uh, in most cases, the PC version is not as good as the console version because the because PC versions came first, and the console versions later on had some improved bells and whistles to it. So the console versions are usually mm. are usually the way to go. Uh, one notable right. exception to that though is PTO two. Uh, which I talked about way back in an earlier episode of like, this podcast. I love that game. It's a World War II a simulator game. Uh, the PC version of the yes. game, is, the, the, Windows, the Windows version of the game is very different in some ways. So different enough to the point where I think like more versions like worth playing. But anyway, uh, we talked about Koai's history, the history and the company itself recently, uh, later in the podcast. Uh, podcast, like we won't shed too much information on that here. Um, but this game is considered officially by Koai to be an offshoot of their Nobunaga's Ambition series, uh, which is one of the most, like, longest-running and probably, at least in Japan, the most popular series. I know here in the West, uh, but I know here in the West it has to be, it has to be, it has to be, it has to be a Dynasty Warrior series, series, which is their best sellers. But at least in Japan, the Nobunaga's, the Nobunaga's Ambition, Ambition series, series has been the company's, like, a bestseller, like, over the years. I've been counting the days, and it's... As of this recording, there's three days until Warriors Orochi 4 comes out. Should be a good game. Uh, yeah, they've been posting, like, highlight clips on Twitter of, like, oh, well, we're going to post highlight clips of this character now. <laughs> um, yeah, looks really good. It looks like it's going to be pretty good. Right. So, um... So this game is an RPG, but it has a few different things that make it stand out from other t- traditional RPGs, which we're talking about here as like, the podcast goes on. Um, but before we get into the game itself, uh, George, what was your what was your reason for wanting to cover this game? You hadn't played this before in the past, right? No, I haven't. It looked interesting. So. It is interesting, yes. I played this game shortly after it came out, uh, um, and a, uh, it was a tough game to beat, let me tell you that. <laughs> Uh, this is not an easy game. Yeah, it's a hard game just to play in general. Really, reading the manual for this game and, and, and um, uh, um, is definitely is definitely I'd argue be like a must do. Um, also, there's a very good FAQ for this game like online that also like, goes through a lot of basics and how to play and helps you out with a, a lot of things. So anybody getting to the game now is highly recommended. Check that out for sure. So, right. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah. Uh. The history of this game. So uh, we'll talk about the plot here, like, like the plot here, like a little bit. This game takes place during an uh, during uh, during Japan's Warring State Warring State period. We already so we've already talked about this in, the, in past podcasts. So I won't so, uh, I said I won't dwell too much about, too much on this like right now. But just but just to, but just to, but to summarize things like real quick. Uh, Oda Nobunaga was one of the three unifiers of Japan during Japan's Warring State period uh, during the 16th century. Starting in 1560, he started his campaign. By 1582, um, uh, he had already had conquered about half of Japan and was looking and was looking well on his way to be able to complete the conquest. Uh, when he suddenly betrayed uh, by one of his uh, subordinates and forced to commit, uh, well, he wasn't forced to commit. He chose to commit like seppuku uh, to avoid the shame of the fight being captured and defeated like in that way. So I kind of it, it's so weird. So like the whole. Um, like honor system that the Japanese have is interesting, but like also, I, it, at least in my eyes, the whole thing of seppuku kind of feels like the coward's way out, and I feel that I like personally, I feel like that's more disgraceful than you know owning up to everything. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean like, I mean like it's hard for us Westerners to look at it the same way the Japanese do because. Uh, the whole the whole philosophies and way of life and whatnot is still oh, of course, is very yeah. different. It, it still is. It still is now these days. But 
you know, like we may consider it to be a coward. They consider it to be like an honorable way, like being able to, to, to uh, an honorable way to end the, to, 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 to end to end their life and face the and face their and face their defeat like in their own terms. But, um, but uh, yeah, the actual process of seppuku was not pleasant. Uh, like, do you know how they actually? Like, no. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yes, you, yes, you know, like how that. Yes, you know how he's actually like you know commit it, right? Not exactly, but I have an idea. Well, uh, since it since it fits with this game, I will I will I will go into it a little bit. Um, those those of you out there who are a little bit um, sensitive may want to uh, block out this part, but yeah, this uh, this I yeah this is kind of uh, I, I mean it's an audio podcast, but yeah. still pretty graphic. Yeah, if you do not wish to hear about seppuku, please jump to about fourteen minutes in. Well, the the person the person always had the, the person always had intended with them. Uh, uh, um, so like so like so the pro the, the process of the process of the process was always done with like two people. So uh, the, the the general idea was for the person actually committing seppuku uh, to like to shove a short sword into a stomach and pull it upwards uh, to be able to do it that way. And if the pain got to be too great, or if he wasn't able to kill, like wasn't kill himself that way. The, the this board did, was on hand to chop off his head. I found the article on Wikipedia because if you, so interesting enough, if you go to the Wikipedia article for the game that we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a link to the Seppuku um, article, which makes sense through yeah. that game, yeah. right? Because yeah. it talks about Nobunaga, right? Yeah. Um, if you want to get technical, uh, let's see. It says Seppuku, sometimes referred to as Harakiri, uh, abdomen slash belly cutting, a native uh, Japanese kun reading, uh, is a form of Japanese ritual suicide by disembowelment. It was originally reserved for samurai, but was also practiced by other Japanese people later on to restore honor for themselves or for their family. A samurai practice, seppuku was used either voluntarily by samurai to die with honor rather than fall into the hands of their enemies, or as a form of capital punishment for samurai who had committed serious offenses, or performed because they, uh, or performed because they had brought shame to themselves, the ceremonial disembowelment. This is only like one more sentence or two more sentences left, which is usually part of an, a more elaborate ritual and performed in front of spectators. Consists of plunging a short blade, traditionally a tanto, uh, into the abdomen and drawing the blade from left to right, slicing the abdomen open. If the cut is performed deeply enough, it can sever the descending aorta, uh, causing massive blood loss inside the abdomen, which results in a rapid death by, oh boy, exsanguination. Yeah, that means like you know, like uh, the person like there's can't another breathe. article for yeah. that. Yeah, uh, exsanguination is the. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'll just read this by myself. Yeah. yeah, and then, and then if that didn't work for whatever reason, the the, the, the subordinate was also there uh, back on hand to finish them off. And women would also do this, also. Uh, by the way, there was a different process for doing it with women, but women also, but, but, uh, but women also, but, but women also like commit like uh, seppuku. Oh yeah, I see that here on the Wikipedia article. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this isn't. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> yep, we're done with the, that. I'll probably put a note in for people who this... want to skip skip the talk of seppuku. Yes. Uh, this is a this this, however, is an alternate like an alternate history game, uh, which I always really like. I I mean I, the, like I'm a big fan of like fiction games, whatever that that look at. Well, what did this event happen this way? Because so many th- because so many things in history were decided by like you know the the, the the smallest random chances of fate or like you know like random meetings or like you know perfect circumstances and like you know a lot of things didn't have to happen the way that they happen. So uh, alternate history is like you know like a big love of mine. Uh, and this game, and this game runs with that idea big time. The idea is that uh, Oda was still betrayed, but he was able to escape his castle somehow. Um, and and like uh, and and so you play the role of a Iga ninja, uh, which again has some basis in, in history because the Igas were a powerful clan of of, 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 of monks slash ninjas that Oda that the, 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 the Oda Nobunaga ruthlessly uh, attacked and persecuted persecuted during his like during the uh, during the during the last years of, uh, of his reign, so, um, and you, and, and you want revenge upon Oda, but you find out when the game opens that he survived, and you uh, survived, and you take it upon yourself to be able to defeat him, and so the game basically had you going about trying to get the experience and to be able to make that happen, 
Uh, there's, there's, uh, the game, the game starts, the game starts 1582, which is the, which is the, which is the historical year of Nobunaga's death. There, there's a time limit. Um, if the, if the player does, if the player does not win by 1601, uh, the game automatically, the, uh, uh, the game automatically ends. So you have, uh, uh, as if 19 years to get your goals done, which should be enough time. Right, is because that's when Nobunaga does the stuff? Uh, no. <laughs> no? No, uh, but, uh... No? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know why they picked 1601, but, um... I thought that was the reasoning why, but okay. Yeah, but, uh... So, the manual to the game does give a very basic, uh, how to do this thing, which is a very, like... Uh, like good guideline here, talking about here as how that uh, as how the actual game like plays out. Um, you are a very young and experienced ninja, obviously. When the game starts, and you have to build your strength up. The first thing you have to do is you have to go, like go to the cave, uh, near your village, and locate the password. Uh, <laughs> it's actually, it's actually, it's actually, it's actually, it's actually called that in the game, the password. So some kind of like you know like very ancient power of word, I guess. Um, that finishes your t- yeah that. That in the eyes of your clan finish you, um, uh, uh, makes you a ninja. Once you have that, you then have to travel to various training grounds, or training grounds across Japan, like uh, to gain experience, like learn your magics. Uh, each, uh, uh, each, uh, each training ground is a dungeon that you have to go through to complete. Um, and there are, I think, four. I think, I, and there are, I think, four dungeons altogether uh, in, in, in this phase of the game that you have to go, that go through. Uh, once you reach level seven. You're able to recruit allies in towns by that point. You can have two characters in your party like like one time, uh, and you usually have to befriend them and build uh, befriend them and build trust up for them in various ways uh, before they join your party. Having allies in your having allies in your party, however, makes the game like much easier. Yeah, but like it's it's annoying because like there's the whole thing of um what do you, what do you call it um like sometimes they. People attack you, and they—it's so annoying. Because there was a point in time when I was playing this game where almost every little thing I did, there would be somebody popping up to attack me, and they were like way too strong for me. But um, some of the people who pop up and attack you are like people who like want to join you, but want to make sure you're like strong enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there's just people who like to be really rude, and I wish I, I could cut their heads off because they won't stop bothering me. But um, yeah, that that kind of plays into it too, where like people attack you, and then like you beat them, and they're like, "No, no, stop, stop hurting me!" Ah! And then they like run away, and it's like, okay, well that happened. And some of the, yeah, and some of the characters, some of the characters, you actually, some of the characters, you actually have to like defeat in battle first before they, uh, at first, at first before you can recruit them in your party like a later time. So. Yeah, or you could just attack people willy nilly. Like, yeah. um, you meet them in like, um, uh, you meet them in like inns and what are they called? Tea houses? What are I, they called? Yeah, yeah, tea houses. Okay, um, yeah, you meet them there too, and you could just attack them. There are literally hundreds of characters in this game. Uh, that yeah. Uh, um. Uh, that's pretty cool. So, uh, continuing the so continuing the basic, the basic, the basic, the basic flow of the game. Uh, at level fifteen, you gain the ability to start hiring stuff out, uh, like the various daimyos, uh, the other warlords of Japan, uh, um, uh, uh, to perform spy missions uh, for them, uh, like on their behalf. So, uh, this is a you know this is you know this is a major way to gain uh, to gain trust and also earn money. Uh, from the Damios who are opposed to Nobunaga because you're going to need their help by later on. Um, yes. Once you reach level 18, uh, you can offer your services to them for something else. You can then offer your services to them for battles. Um, so, flex when, like, so when they attack somebody else, and this is where, and this is definitely where the Nobunaga's division influence like most like, like it strongly shows. Uh so when they attack somebody else, it goes to the battlefield, and you and you can actually you can actually use your character your character in the battle uh, using his, by using magic to the battlefield to help the tip the, to help the tip the scale in the in the favor of Damio that you're working for at that time. Uh, you Which is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. You definitely want to do this uh, in battles like in battles in battles in battles, in battles, in battles which Damio fights against Oda because you want to make Oda a weaker for sure. So because eventually, once you gained 
once you, eventually, once you gain all the uh, uh, all your magics, and once you have enough trust with Nomenaga's rivals, you can convince them to attack his territories. And you have to. But, but your ultimate goal is to gain access to Azuki Castle, uh, the Nomi Province, which can only get to you if it uh, gets you if Adamio has conquered one of the neighboring provinces around it. So, definitely weakening N Nobunaga earlier on in the game uh, makes this part of the game uh, easier because easier because you can't repeat. You can't go to the final, the final part of the game until you've actually, uh, until, uh, until somebody, until somebody has weakened them enough to actually gain land next to the castle. So, um, uh, and uh, um, uh, and you can't, you can't have the dominoes attack those territories and, uh, until you've actually finished your ninja trading. So, finally, when you've done all that, you done all that, uh, the game goes to the final stage. Like you get to break into Azu Castle, uh, go through the castle, and then. Play and have your one-on-one -on -one competition uh, with Nobunaga to kill him and get your revenge. So that's the basic game in a nutshell. And for such a short story, it takes you like 50 hours to do. <laughs> or, you know, if you're not well, games a this genius time... or whatever, it takes you 500. So. Well, games this time period were not well known for their stories. So, I mean, I, I mean, most cases. I... <laughs> I don't know. I think there's a decent amount of uh, uh, SNES RPGs that have right. some uh, is, some good stories. But this is not a traditional RPG. I mean, like you know, they're, 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 they're definitely are parts of this game which are uh, parts of this game which are very RPG like. But there's also, uh, I mean, there's also like, the, uh, you know, there's also like some like big differences. So. This game is is very rough because like it, every it is, step you take, but... every step you take, um. Jeez, I keep thinking of that police song. Uh, yep. Every step you take, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Every step you take in this game um, is like, like a hardship, and like, it, at least for me, because I kept winding up um, having to grind for a while until I can take another two steps or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely and, a power and, scale, and grind, grinding can be rough because yes, yeah, yeah. It depends on how you heal yourself, but right. like, if you abuse ins like time will forward so much if you just keep using the ins so it's kind of like a thing of like making sure you just have like enough medicines and antidotes and whatnot and that's that's a decent amount of money so it's just and i don't know how other people play but that's how i had to play was grinding off of every little thing right just to to get somewhere and it was like I, I I still like the game but it was kind of rough to do that there's a there, there's 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 a, there's a trick there's a trick in the game that you can use to earn to set earn money without passing time uh, which we'll talk about here like later on here but well you can um, kill like the, the monsters give off a decent amount of money they do yeah the problem is you know like good luck being able to fight them because <laughs> they sometimes they just gang up on you and it's like whoa yep. hold on this is the second dungeon and i'm like only like level four like what's going on here whoa hey now the power scale of this game is definitely like it's definitely like imbalanced uh which oh yeah which makes the first half of the game like like very difficult um, you know, uh, like George mentioned, there really is, there, there, you, you really do need to be careful. You really do need to spend a lot of time grinding. Um, the, the first half of the game can be frustrating. Uh, having said that, once you get to a certain point, once you get to past like level 15, I'd argue, the game becomes, uh, the game becomes much easier because it gives, uh, to that point, you're a lot more powerful. You have your, you have your ninja magics. Uh, you're doing missions for the Damios like that point. Uh, the game also gets more interesting, I think, at that point also, because the battles the battles open up a whole new aspect of gameplay. But right. um, but yeah, if, if you stick with it, your character your character eventually becomes like a very uh, they're very very powerful ninja. The problem, so the problem is just getting there. Not everybody's gonna have the patience to do that. Yeah, I like uh, I I would like to see them, and they're probably not gonna do this, but I'd like to see them like remake this game, and make it easier in the first half at least where everything isn't as powerful or they don't gang up on you as much or or whatever you know modernize it a little bit i'd like to see them and and like maybe put it out for like 
you know, 25 bucks or something like that. Cause it's right. yeah, that would technically be a smaller game compared to sure a lot of games today, but I, I doubt they're going to do that. But it would be really cool to see like a more modern version of this game where it's, <laughs> where it's more playable. Yeah. Um, little more streamlined i guess which like i actually believe that a decent amount of this game is pretty streamlined um especially for this era you know some sometimes like <laughs> sometimes doing simple things in games like this is like like so many hoops you have to jump through but this game like makes a few things easy sure yeah yeah I, awesome. I just I, I just wish i knew that sleeping at an inn would not cure everything it would just heal you so I, I, I learned that after the first time I was, I was poisoned that, uh, sleeping at an inn does not cure that, which in real life makes sense. But yeah. That's frustrating. You would think, There's yeah. Some... You would think in an RPG, well, there are a couple you know, old... that they do that, but yeah, there are some, there are some old school RPGs that, that operate the same way. Like we're, yeah, like we're, yeah. I can't think of that. I, you know, I can't think of that. You know, I can't think of the name of one like that. Name it wasn't, of it wasn't like the right idea now, of but... me not thinking of it. It was yeah. the idea of that. Right. Maybe they would heal everything if you end the end. Oh, okay, they're gonna play it by like these type of rules. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, I'll right. just compensate for that. Yeah, no big deal. Right. But uh, so yeah, I, I guess I should have read the manual. <laughs> uh, I always forget to do that. I because I guess I'm just so used to like not having to do so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the game yeah. like this particularly, like, a game that has yeah, a this of, is probably a game you should read the manual for. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very complex game, and it's also like very nuanced. Um, right. Because you know, like I said, the, like I said, the manual does give you that basic that, that basic guideline of what to do to, uh, to what to do to beat the game. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's, really, uh, 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 there's really there's really interesting things that this game does. Uh, one of them is the characters that George mentioned earlier. Um, not every character can be recruited because some characters will always be hostile to you because they're yes. hostile to you because they belong to like rival clans. So you need to recognize fairly early on which guys, which guys you actually can eventually butter up to butter up to join you, and which guys, and which guys, are, which guys, are, which guys are, are, are just gonna be like thorns uh, in your side the, the, the whole way through. Um, so, which is very Japanese. Um, it does fit the, you know, it does fit the time period, the theme of the game, like very well. But, but, it, but also, uh, uh, but it can increase your frustration. It, it can make certain areas like, uh, like uh, fairly difficult. It, you know, if you have some bad luck, um, and run into guys that you wish you hadn't like run into. Bad luck is the thing that I had playing this game. <laughs> um, uh, the battles themselves take place in a typical RPG turn-based fashion. Uh, you can attack, cast magic spells, and use items and that kind of stuff. So, um, mm. nothing really, nothing really, nothing really too much to talk about here. I think. Um. There's there's also optional dungeons you can do to gain experience, uh, like and find extra items, uh, besides the mandatory dungeons that are required to go through uh, to actually like progress the uh, for that to progress the actual like uh, like part of the game. And there's also uh, George. I'm not sure if you picked this up. Uh, around like half, like you know, like halfway halfway through, around halfway through the game, um, you can. You actually have a you actually have a choice of path to follow. You, you can either follow the the quote normal path or the magician path. Uh, uh, I um, saw that. Yeah, the, yeah, that's randomly selected after completing the first dungeon quest. Uh, the main the main difference the main difference with that is the enemies that you face. Uh, for example, the normal path is your typical normal RPG type encounters, where you're you know where you're the, you know where you're on the magician path. Uh, you're going to face uh, both Western and Japanese mythological monsters, uh, such as hellhounds. So it kind of adds an interesting fantasy slash, um, uh, you know, like, uh, fan- uh, uh, well, fantasy slash uh, mythology aspect of the game, which is kind of interesting. I mean, I, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's, you know, I wish you had, I wish you had more choice uh, in actually determining whether or not you actually pick that path or not. But interesting, it's in here. It also adds kind of different flavor to the game because some people I think would really love this, or the people like want to just would find it frustrating, not very realistic, and, and want to stick to the Western, uh, the, um, you know, you know, so-called normal path. But then, really, I mean, like you're using you're using magic. How like how realistic is the game to begin with? So, <laughs> I, so there there are ninja games that um let you have the use of magic 
mm-hmm. you know yeah. isn't isn't really far fetched but like m- making yourself like a ninja mage is like pretty cool it's an interesting idea mm. that i actually haven't seen in other games where you can be more of a mage in a game where you play as a ninja right I mean, and the ninja did have knowledge of certain arts that right. could make them look very, you know, it could be magic-like to people who didn't like, like, when there's a process, but, um, so. Oh, if we're talking, if we're talking about, like, magic being realistic and whatnot, you know, I feel like magic was just, like, an excuse for people who didn't understand, like, tricks or whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just magic. I don't know. I don't right. know this magic stuff. I've, what is this? I don't know. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast in itself. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, as George, yeah, as George, yeah, as George, as George just mentioned, there are several classes that are classes that you can, that, uh, classes that you become in the uh, during the course of the game. Um, I think I think the big ones are like ninja, uh, ninja warriors, uh, sorcerers. I think, uh, <laughs> and so on and so on. Yeah, I'm not several, super familiar with all, but yeah, yeah. This, you, yeah, several classes. There's several classes. The classes that you can have be the class. The class determine your overall attack, power, hit points, magic abilities, that kind of stuff. So um, it does allow for some flexibility. Flexibility. Uh, flexibility. Um, like you're playing through the game. Um, the stats are pretty basic RPG stats. Uh, there's power, defense, resistance, speed, intelligence, luck, uh, uh, HP, and a um, uh, like magic points. So, um, yeah. So uh, this game really does incorporate some very interesting ideas with the like of the whole the uh, the grid based combat system uh, later on in the game about the actual like you know the battles the the battles that you can, uh, the battles the battles like, between the other Damios. Definitely bringing in the Nobunaga the, the, the Nobunaga uh, Nobunaga's ambition uh, series influence like those games like uh, so I can see like why well, it's like a spinoff a, a spinoff of that. Um, yeah, time works in a very strange, strange manner in this game, as George kind of alluded to earlier. Yeah, uh, like it doesn't pass for like everything you do, but like right. certain things. Yeah, you yeah. Know, if t- you're in a dungeon and you're grinding, like time does not pass. But right. if you're outside of a town and you're walking around, time passes. Also, if you yes. sleep and if you talk to people, so on and so forth. Right. Yeah. Um, also, if you travel for three full days on the, on the field map, you have to stop and rest. Yes, you are you are forced to do so. Right. Yes. Um, you also get reports, the reports given to you later. Um, at the end of every month, it kind of gives you a brief, you know, your summaries of what's going on in Japan as far as the actual wars and conquests and conquests and that kind of stuff. So yeah, so this is interesting. Uh, I played a decent amount of uh, uh, Samurai Warriors, another Koei game. Um, and it's interesting how I actually recognize most of the names that pop up, or at least the family names. Right. It's like, oh, hey, wow, I recognize some of these names. That's weird. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so, um, I don't think time really influences anything in the game, though, beyond just simply just being there for, to remind you that the actual, no, the actual... You know, the game does eventually end in 19 years. Well, time. Uh, what, what happens when time passes is also, um, like, like um, territorial things. Right, yeah, Like, yeah, leaders yeah, of different right. areas, either they take over or they, they lose um, part of their lands or they're wiped out or yeah. this happens in the land, that happens in the land. I should have said, like sorry. Yeah, like, beyond that, I don't think... Beyond that, I don't, beyond that, I, I don't think time passage has any, like, uh, uh, like impact of the game. Like, you know, I don't think it's like certain people... It doesn't... Like, I don't think it changes up the gameplay too much, really. Right. So, I'm... I, I don't know. So, the battle... The Daimyo battles... The battles is pretty much a straight carbon... Um, it, um, it, um, it, it's almost a carbon copy of how it works... Of how it works in the Nomad Exhibition games. So, if you play one of those, you definitely can, like, feel right at home with this. So, um... Uh, one piece of advice I can give, uh, don't bother trying to do a battle until, until you're at least, like, level 18, uh, like, the blaze spell, because you need to be strong enough to, strong enough to be able to influence the battle, and the blaze spell is just murder on the battlefield. Um, so, uh, 
Let's see. Uh, yeah, with people, you have the option to either, like, you know, ask them, ask them about them, get information about them, you know, view, look at their stats and list, ask them to join. Um, talk, basically, just, like, you know, makes them raise their trust in you because you have to trust, trust has to be, trust has to be at least either, like, 40 or 60 in order to be able to have a chance to enlist them. I uh, learned that if you want to talk to someone and they don't want to talk to you, just keep hitting the talk button until they talk to you. <laughs> I guess that's how it works in real life too, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, you can also like attack them though, uh, like you know, and yeah, it's better to beat them in combat. That also like will uh, they increase their trust in you? So, um, which is weird, but I, I guess that makes again, sense. Again, it's a very Japanese kind of... thing. So, yeah. But... Uh, you, you can't. <laughs> oh, you almost slit my throat! All right, let me fight for you. You can't it's however. A weird thing. You can't however kill some people though. Uh, uh by doing this, like to be careful. Uh, there are some people. Like, yes. You can, you or you could get yourself killed. Yes. You, that that uh, early on. That early on. That, that happens a lot right. in yep. the early part part of this game. So save often. There's also there's also a seer in town you can talk to to find out how compatible you are with somebody. So. Oh, you know, that's what that does? I yeah. just, I thought, like, it was some stupid gimmicky thing where it's like, oh, I see you killing Nobunaga or something. I don't know. I never yeah. bothered for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. That helps you, that helps you determine which people, like, the best your party because... Oh, to, that's because, like, not a bad idea. Compatibility will influence, uh, yeah, the trust will increase or decrease for you over time. If the trust gets low enough, they may desert you. It'll, it, it also right. influences it, uh, it. also influences how, uh, how much trust you need to be in the first place to recruit them, and also influences uh, how much how much uh, yeah, how much extra attack power uh, attack power that they bring to the party w uh, with you. So uh, that could be handy. Yeah. There, okay. There's okay. There's four. There's, there's four broad character classes: ninjas, sages, wizards, and warriors. So. Uh, ninjas, ninjas are skilled fighters. They're able to do many weapons and armor. They, 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 they uh, they have, the, they have knowledge of the ninjutsu magic. Uh, very good all-around, like, all-around fighter to have. Sages are, are, are more healing and support magic people. Wizards are, wizards are more, are more, are more combat and battlefield spells. Um, and warriors have no magic, but they also have the highest power in the game. Uh, they're able to wield the strongest, the strongest equipment. That's probably something I play against. Yes, so and then like and like each of those classes is also subdivided into sixteen subclasses, just to make things like like more complicated. So we will not go into all that here because it's like a long, long list. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's like believe it or not, there's a lot to this game. There is. It's very deep. Uh, like it's very complex. It's very ambitious. Frankly, I'm surprised Kawhi even released this game here in the West the first place because the game because the game didn't sell particularly well. Like reviewed very well. Uh, We'll get to that later on, but the game didn't sell particularly well, so it's like right. it's kind of surprising, kind of surprising. Quite even brought the game over here in the first place. Um, I feel like this is one of those games that are just like, this is a little too hard, so that might have affected some of the sales. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But uh, so, well, well, I mean, well, I mean, like, well, I mean, like you said, the game is very difficult. Uh, you know, even if it's just a straight RPG, that can be, like, a very difficult game. Yeah, like, brute forcing is, like, the only thing you can do in this game. Right. Whereas, like, there are RPGs that are tough, but you can kind of think your way out of a lot of situations. I feel like this game is really just, like, super brute force. <laughs> because um, uh, I found myself just like, oh, you know, I have magic now. Oh, I'm going to kill this guy in one hit with magic. My strength is crap. So here we go. <laughs> uh, you also have the, uh, you also have the dialogue screens, like the Damios later on in the game, when you start earning their trust. Where you can, like, you know, like, uh, influence them and, you know, do missions for them and also, like, and also, like, try to sway them to attack, to attack certain provinces and that kind of stuff, which is, like, pretty cool. Um, there's also some gambling in the game, also. Uh, did you need... So did you doing like bingo game, like bingo, like bingo games? I almost never gamble in games. Mm, yeah. Um, I, it's it's more of a life thing for me because I I never gamble in real life. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. I I have never gambled and I may never gamble. It depends on what happens in life. But uh, it is not a thing that I that I 
look to do because it's just hmm. it, I feel like it's a waste of money. Like, oh, there's a chance of winning money. Yeah, but there's probably a greater chance of losing it. I don't know. It's a me thing. Well, of emulators and safe states, you can like avoid that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I also was like, I wasn't playing this at the computer, I was playing this off of the Pi, so... Ah, okay, alright. Um, doing save states is... Yeah. Little, like, a couple more steps. Well, it's just more of a convenience yeah. thing, it was just like, I only really save state when I, like, really needed to in this game. Which, honestly, I actually did a decent amount of, because <laughs> there, there were times where I had to rely on... Um, RNG of like getting out of a battle I couldn't win or whatever. Right, yeah. And it was just like nine times out of ten, I would get hit a couple times and die right. when I'm trying to escape. So, yeah, I just, oof. Yeah, playing a casino in a game depends upon for me like what the game is and how important it is the overall the overall the overall, the overall impact of the game. Uh, for example, the casinos, the, for example, the casinos, the, the casinos, the Dragon Quest games are very are very helpful. You can get some really, like, you know, some great rare prizes, prizes, the, the, the prizes, like, in those casinos. So I definitely always make it an effort when, an effort, when, an effort when playing those games, like, to do that. Yeah, I uh, should probably loosen up at least with video games about gambling, because even in, like, the Yakuza games, I'm just like, hmm, yeah. oh, this is a gambling hall. Okay, I'm out. Goodbye. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, or sometimes they'll be like, oh, you gotta play a game. I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I gotta play right. a game. But usually, like, those, um, um, those uh like program like them programming you to actually like play around or whatever is like part of the story or a story or something so right but yeah i should probably loosen up a little bit on that <laughs> well just real quick the casinos here in this game uh there's both a regular a regular a regular high class casino which you can't get into until later on in the game so when you become like more powerful, well-known, you can earn some like you know some very like rare prizes here. So I think it's worthwhile in this game, like you know playing them. Uh, it's basically bingo. You're just doing, um, uh, like you're just playing like you know like a bingo board like five by five. So, um, and if you have and winning or your chips, the chips you can the chips the chips you the chips that you can turn in, turn in to get the to get the to get the to get the, to get the prizes prizes, which can be some very like valuable and some very like um, uh, some powerful items. So. Uh, I think it's worthwhile in this game for sure like to do that. I was just thinking about this, right? So I don't know if there's a game like this, but have you have you ever played uh, any of the Way of the Samurai games? Uh, I think I have. So for anyone who doesn't know, Way of the Samurai is um, kind of like an open world-esque type of game where you play as a samurai and you could be good, you could be bad. There's a bunch of stuff you could do and... Uh, you know, in later titles, they just keep adding more and more stuff. Like, the fourth one, which might be the newest one, I forget. But uh, in, like, the fourth one, you can, like, buy a dojo and get students and train them and whatnot. Or you could be a bad guy that, like, steal things or whatever and just make money off of stealing stuff or whatever. But, like, is there a game that's out there that's, like, in ancient Japan where you can do whatever you want, essentially? Where, like, oh, you can be... Like, a farmer or whatever. You could be a merchant, or you could just be a samurai or a ninja or whatever. Like, is there a game like that? There's probably there's probably an RPG uh, out there out there that out there that I'm not aware of that's like that. Because um, I, for, for some reason, I'm really drawn to, like, games that are like, oh, you're open-ended and stuff like that you could do. Like, there's combat, but then also, like, there's, like, you can finish this game without combat mm. and for some reason sometimes i choose things like oh i'm just gonna be the merchant <laughs> and not do any combat but sometimes i'm like hey i want to be this really strong guy and just kill everybody right. yeah <laughs> I, m I might need to talk to somebody um just so kidding <laughs> so there's a few other like you know imagery uh 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 uh, 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 uh so there's a few other like a few other interesting gimmicks in this game i'm not sure if you i'm not sure if you ran I'm not sure if I ran across like all these, George, but um, it, one of them is that the programmers were the programmers were were, were definitely aware of the fact that the person that the, the player would have to do like uh, the player would have to do like a lot of grinding in this game. So, but they also try to cap that a little bit. Uh, certain dungeons, if you spend too long, if, 
certain dungeons, um, actually, actually, I think it's actually, I think, actually, I think it's like any dungeon. If you spend too long in that dungeon, you eventually reach a point where enemies stop, like, stop appearing. I have uh, not seen that yet, which yeah. is weird. Yep. Uh, eventually, huh. eventually, yeah, yeah, eventually, they're like, no more enemies for you, and like it stops. Uh, which I'm, which, which I'm sure the program is put in to prevent the player from over leveling. So, I mean, so I'm sure even if you get to that point, you might be still somewhat over leveled. Yeah, possibly, but because like I, I have I, I leveled up a bunch of times in in one dungeon, and right. I still have not seen the end of it, <laughs> like the end of the the monsters, I should say. There's also there's also there's also a lot of boss fights where you can't simply attack that boss with everything you got, like you can, uh, like with most RPGs. There's right. some there's definitely some boss fights you have to like outthink the boss instead. You have to be like, okay, he's using this attack, so I need to counter with this. Or I need to be these hexes to hexes, 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 like in order to be able to avoid attacks. Or I need to do this and that. Um, it's interesting. It certainly adds. You know, I certainly adds a lot more complexity to the game, but it also makes it more challenging in the sense that you can't just simply just like over level and overpower a boss. You have to like you have to think about how best to approach them, approach them, approach them, approach them, and defeat them in combat. So that's a pretty interesting gimmick. This game, I thought. Yeah, I like forcing. Right, stuff in games. Uh, there's also, uh, there's also, there's also at least two different end game sequences, uh, like in the game, depending upon, uh, uh, uh depending upon like what you did like you were in the game, which is, the, which is like the, uh, you know, which is like like pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm distracted by something going on in the background, and I can't tell what it is. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of popping, and I don't. Huh? It's all. It's it's not picking up on the microphone. I right. know that it's too low, but something's going on outside, and I don't know what it is. So my experience... oh, it's fireworks. Oh, it's oh, fireworks. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but okay. So, so my experience both. Both, both being this game earlier when it came out, and also uh, earlier, uh, they can also looking at some videos online of other people playing this game. Uh, most people beat the game. Most people, when they finish the game, are around levels thirty-four to thirty-eight. So really? Kinda... What's the highest level? I don't know if there's a highest level. Um... Oh, that sounds good to me. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> well, well, it, it's probably He's got nine... nine 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 everything. It's probably it's probably it's, it's probably it's probably nine nine because of hex bit because of hex systems and whatnot. But uh, yeah, 38, 38 definitely strong enough. Uh, definitely 30, 30 is definitely strong enough, like strong enough to beat the game with. I'd probably go further than that. But, uh... but that's just a me thing. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah, yep. and there's a pretty interesting sequence of boss fights that finish out the game also. It's not just like a single fight against Nobunaga. There's other things going on there too, which I really can't talk about too much without, without spoiling things. So, But it's pretty interesting how it does that. I, I'm curious now. What are the chances that anyone who listens to this podcast goes and beats this game? Well, a lot of people... A lot of people I might not even beat this game, Craig. <laughs> A lot of people have been curious. A lot of people have been inspired to at least try out a game because of a podcast. Oh, of course. You know, yeah. beating it, beating it may be a different story, but you know, um, I I think this game holds up pretty well today. I mean, uh, 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 I mean, like you know, it is a very, it, it is a very, it is a very, you know, you know, it is a very difficult game. It is very frustrating. There's, you, you know, like we're both in full agreement like about that. Um, yeah. But however, it does some interesting. It's a very interesting. It's a very interesting idea. It's a very interesting blending of the Nobunaga's ambition games combined with like a traditional like RPG. Uh, right. There's uh, uh, there's aspects of both of both of them here. Uh, it's it, it's also very steeped in Japanese culture and history, which is very refreshing for anybody who wants to play an RPG that's not like so typical Western slash fantasy uh, uh, genres and types. So like the games also got that going in its favor as far as being unique. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who enjoys a very different, unique game that's, that has patience and, and and is willing to take the time, because the average because the average length, the average the average length of the time to beat this game is about fifty hours. Uh. So anybody who actually has the time to like has has time to grind through this game, uh, will probably find it to be a very enjoyable, challenging, interesting game. Uh. This is definitely one of the more harder RPGs out there. I think not the hardest one. Um. You know. I still think I still think this game is easier. Uh. Uh. Easier. 
I showed, I showed, the, I showed like this game is easier, like easier than games like the Ultima games or like you know the um uh oh what was that game called? Seven Saga. Um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very unique and interesting. Uh, the graphics. What do you think? The graphics, George. I'm curious to hear what you think. The graphics. If the graphics are very good, I thought. Uh, uh, they're, uh, they're very nice. They're very nice, plush, 16-bit uh, uh, detail graphics. As very, something that yeah. has been ported from uh, a PC game, a Japanese PC game. Yes. Um, it definitely has that look to it. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it it looks nice. It it's not the most beautiful game on the console. Sure, yeah. But, but... I feel like there's enough there's enough justice done to how it looks. They also they also upgraded the graphics the graphics quite a bit, like the Super NES. So right, I mean, but it does... if, I'm I feel yeah. like if it was a standalone or originally made for the Super Famicom, Super Nintendo, whatever, um, I feel like the graphics would have been better. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're yeah. like. Because if they're porting it over, they're probably just gonna try to bump up the graphics a little bit and be like, "Oh, we'll we'll put a little little more effort into this." But sure, uh, it probably retains the base graphics. Maybe I don't know. I haven't checked out the PC version, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, the music, the music in this game, I think, is like very good. I think it's like a very underrated soundtrack. The music in this game is nice. Um, there are some parts that are kind of just like, eh, and I feel like, uh, I don't know if it was just me, but I feel like the, um, the dungeon music was a little grating on the ears, at least the yeah, beginning of the dungeon that. music. Yeah, sure. Yep, Especially yep. when you get into a battle and then you go back to the dungeon and it, re- it, it like replays the music. It doesn't continue it. So you keep hearing the, like the beginning of the song. And, like, the beginning of the song is, like, the only part that's kind of grating on your ears. Right, yeah. Other than that, everything fits and is nice. So. Yeah, it's a very appropriate uh, like appropriate track also, I think, like, the actual like, game itself. Uh, it has a very, like, you know, uh, uh, East, uh, like Eastern feel to it, so... Um, yeah, uh, I noticed that problem also. Uh, 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 yeah, I noticed, I noticed that problem also, like, the soundtrack in, in Dungeons. It's not the only game to do that... But most games don't do that, and I'm not sure why this game does. Uh, again, it's, yeah. probably, it, it's probably a holdover. It's probably a holdover, like in the original like, PC versions. Um, so, I guess that's the best explanation I can think about. So, uh, I, w- I want to see how the PC version sounds, like the original version. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. So this game, th- this game did not get a lot of a lot of reviews when it came out, but it did. Uh, um, uh, 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 because it's kind of like an uh, like a more obscure game, but um, I think it gets some attention. Um, uh, uh, game Pro, for example, uh, called it they called it quote an impressive mix of adventure, fantasy, fantasy, and epic military strategy, and a good RPG featuring myth, magic, mayhem, and history. Uh, so uh, yeah, like very good. So most reviews, the, the, the few magazines that did cover the game back when it came out, like Game Pro, were very were generally. We're generally positive about it. Uh, the review, the modern reviews of the game are more mixed, but the averaging, the averaging of all the reviews on Game FAQ is from like, like, like uh, uh, from both like professional and uh, professional and and and, and reader submitted reviews. Average, uh, like so, averages out to be about three and a half stars out of five. So, right. uh, which I think is like pretty, you're pretty good. I can agree with that rating. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I feel like if the difficulty. At the beginning half of the game was toned down a bit. I'm sure it would have gotten a little bit of higher rating. Yeah, yeah. So, so I already kind of shared my final thoughts like about this game, George. Uh, like overall, like overall, did you enjoy this game? I did. Yes. Um, I wish I was able to get further, but the difficulty was really kicking my butt. Um. It and uh, you know um. Sometimes when I jump into these games that seem interesting, sometimes they're kind of a flop, but I'll still, or, or, um, or they're not what I expected, but, uh, I'll usually still play them. This is definitely a game that, uh, when I, when I was interested in, I jumped in, I was like, okay, well, this is an old Koei game, probably going to be very difficult to say the least. 
And uh, it turns out that was kind of true. <laughs> um, so I guess my expectations were almost perfect on this game for what I thought it was. But um, yeah, I'll probably try to finish this game at some point. Um, but I, I, I like it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think it's worthwhile. Like I said, yeah, like I said, this game, this game stands out as being like a very like unique, interesting mix of like RBG and yeah. uh, the RBG and, RBG and strategy aspects with it. Especially like uh, I, I can't think of too many ninja games back in that era. Yeah, well, well, even nowadays, there's not really that many ninja games. I mean, there's a few uh, I can think about, but there's there is a there is a good amount of ninja games, believe it or not. Not as not like, uh, not like many. Right. There's a good amount. Um. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, if, uh, if it's cheap enough, I'd be willing to actually buy this game. Well, we'll get to pricing in a moment. Pricing is actually like all over the board. Uh, much, uh, much to my surprise, but um, oh boy, I, I just want to mention here real quick, uh, like real quick, because I brought this up earlier. Um, uh, anybody who wants to give themselves a leg up on the game. Not, not, uh, uh, not, not only, not only, not only do, do I recommend like reading the manual and looking at the FAQ that's available for this game, like a game FAQs. There's also on there, uh, in the cheat section, a strategy, a strategy, a strategy to be able to gain money with uh, gain money with like, passing time, and, and and it's a pretty easy, it's a pretty, it's a pretty easy process to follow. I won't, um, you know, I won't walk, um. I won't walk the listener through the whole process here, but it's fairly easy to do, and it's a pretty recommended early. I uh, definitely, definitely recommended to do early in the early in the game, uh, because it involves you being able to get a good amount of gold without too much hassle, and with that money you can that money you, you, you can like you turn turn the round, upgrade your equipment earlier, and to buy better items, uh, and it really it really make the first part of the game easier on yourself, which as George mentioned is very very difficult. Yeah. Uh, so. I so I so I, as, uh, as I recommend uh, as I recommend this process. It's lengthy, but it's lengthy to do. But it's, it's fairly easy to do. Like no risk to play or like a whatnot. So uh, anybody who needs some additional help, I definitely recommend that process. But uh, yep. So this game is uncommon. Like I said, uh, it, it is available on eBay, but compared to many Super NES games, there's not the, there's not a ton of copies uh, copies out there. There are, um, uh, when I checked recently, there were 24 copies of the game currently, currently listed for sale and 16 copies of the game like recently sold. Uh, most copies that sold, that sold, that sold were card only. Um, and those, and those card prices I mentioned were all over, like all over the place. Uh, there was an outlier that sold, that's, that sold, that sold, these prices include shipping, uh, for only $10. Uh, I would definitely pay down ten dollars for those games. Most 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 prices though, like in the, most prices though, the, most prices though of the game were in the thirties and forties. Uh, the high, uh, the highest, the highest card only price was forty four dollars. If it was free shipping, I would pay about thirty dollars for this game maximum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there were two CIB copies. Uh, one of them sold. One of them sold with the game, the box, the manual, but no poster. There was also a very nice poster that came with this game originally. Uh, which was a uh, which is a more impressive version of the artwork featured on the uh, the box cover, uh, like in the like in the manual. Uh, very good artwork, by the way. I think so. Uh, so that copy was complete sans poster. That was thirty dollars. Uh, a copy of the game that was complete with the poster with, with uh, so uh, so 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 fifty seven dollars. That poster really does make a big difference in price. Wow. So, um, yeah, ten dollars most definitely worth it. Thirty dollars, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think George is right. Thirty dollars, I think, is like a fair price to pay for this game because, um, you know, because uh, I because 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 like I said, the only the only the only re-release it got was that uh, was a part of that Koi 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 anniversary pack. That's probably pretty rare and hard to find these days, and they uh, running out. Uh, in running Windows 98, I'm not really sure how well a modern computer could handle that anyway. So it probably wouldn't because it's probably a 15-bit program. This is 16. A 16-bit. Right? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of other things right now. Sorry. <laughs> I meant to say 16. Yes. Yeah. Um. So either you would have to have uh, uh, a 32-bit operating system, or you can uh, do a virtual machine. Yeah. And uh, play play it that way. 
Um, uh, there's also, there's also, yeah. however, like one big bug with that version of the game. However, uh, because the problems, so because the problems, because the problems, because the problems, like the emulation. Like I said, like I said, that version of the game runs the PC9801 version of the game in emulation. Uh, because uh, because of problems with, because of problems with that, the third scenario of the game is like it's, the third scenario of the game is unplayable. Really? Yeah. So that I don't know if that sucks. means the game can't be beat, but it's but it um you know but it doesn't mean the game is crippled. Anything to make way. the game harder is not good. <laughs> no, it's not. So, but uh, yeah. So beyond that, the game. So beyond that, the game's not been re-released. So. Uh, yeah, ten dollars for the cards. Like, actually, like pretty good price. I'm surprised. I was surprised to see it sell for that cheap. But it's uh, but yeah, all the copies online appear to be appear to be real. I I didn't see anything. Uh, you know, I didn't see anything going. I, you know, I didn't see anything going on with like counter uh, counterfeit or like um uh, or like you know like copies of the game uh, co- co- copies of the game. So uh, well, the game's probably not that. You mean like a reproduction? Yeah, or reproductions either. The game the game is probably the game is probably not popular enough to warrant that anyway. So. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, this is. It was fun to go back to this game after I was here. I, I, um, I think it holds up like pretty well. It's a very, you know, like I said, you have to be the right kind of player, uh, the, to enjoy this game. I think you have to be like very patient, uh, with some time to spend on it, and also and also understanding about old school games and some of the frustrations that the frustrations that said games can like can evolve. But anybody who, but anybody who enjoys either like stra- RPG or strategy games, definitely would. You definitely think we have some fun with this. Like it's a very unique. Challenging game that has not really been done very, uh, been done, it's been done, it's been done again, again since then by anybody else. And like George said, yeah, I think a modern remake of this game, like, 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 uh, like, be, uh, you know, it would be like a lot of fun. It would be interesting if they just added the character to, <laughs> to like Warriors or Rochi or something. Oh, <laughs> hey, this is the character from, uh, Ninja Way of the Ninja, and everyone will be like, what's that thing? <laughs> Uh, Although I'm really, ex- I'm really looking forward to see what characters are in that game because uh, the third game they had a uh, because because they had the merger with Tecmo, right? Uh, they had like um, Rhea Hayabusa and whatnot oh, in, cool. uh, in the third game. So yeah, yeah, one of his weapons is a baseball bat. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Ryu is probably probably the most famous game ninja. Uh, you know because probably uh, yeah. Yeah, being like, being like, the star of his star of his own two major franchises, and also like appearing like in numerous other like games. So, yep. Yeah, but but also like they included uh, one of the characters from, or a couple of the characters from, um, uh, Warriors: Legends of Troy, which is uh, I don't know if you even know this game, Greg. But that it was, was a, a it, it yeah, was that a, was a launch PS3. It was a, I think it was launch, yeah. But it was a can it was a Canadian. Uh, Koei game, um, and uh, it's it's weird. It 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 doesn't really play like a Warriors game, but yeah, hmm. um, two of the characters are in Warriors Orochi Three, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, cross. Yeah, obscure crossovers. Crossovers like all the rage these days. It seems like I mean, like you know, Nintendo's always putting like obscure characters like into their like you know like Smash Brothers games. So, um. But, uh, yeah. yeah, they've got a crazy lineup for the one that's coming out soon. Oh yeah, yeah, should be a good game. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm interested in getting that game. But anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, interesting, interesting looking. So yeah, interesting looking at very old, you know, a very, a very challenging, unique, old school, like old school RPG ish type game. So yeah, uh, thank you for giving me the incentive to go back to it again, George. Uh, I'm not going to beat the game again because I don't have the time for it, but. Uh, yeah, I think the game holds up. Yeah, but yeah, I think, but yeah, I think the game holds up like pretty well today. E- yes and no. <laughs> uh, so we want to thank our Patreons for helping support us. Uh, you know, as always, as always, you know, we have a Patreon available, like at the uh, www.patreon.com uh, forward slash SNES podcast. Uh, we can get other like you know great benefits such as like you know like early access to the episodes. Uh, being able to dictate games, that kind of stuff. I want to thank uh, Chad and Richard at this point. And next up on the podcast, we're going to be doing Chad's Chad's last pick, uh, like for the um, 
uh, pick the uh, pick with the podcast is being a Patreon supporter. Normally, normally, normally at the, the level currently offered, uh, includes like one pick, but because of a whole bunch of circumstances, including the, including the fact that Chad originally back to the level is no longer offered uh, offered the Patreon, uh, we've, we've allowed him. I uh, know we've uh, we've allowed him a couple extra uh, a couple extra picks for compensation, and, and the last pick for us to play uh, is a. Like it's a game. I think it's fairly obscure. I, I've never, really, uh, you know, I've never really heard of it. Uh, that's called Uniracers. Oh, uh, this game. Yes. Yes. So I've never played it. We're gonna be looking at this next time. So it should be interesting. It's so. an interesting game. Oh, you already played it? I have not played it, but I've seen video of it. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, we are also a proud member of both the Throwback Network and Retro Junkies. We can find a whole bunch of other great retro-themed uh, uh, podcasts, both gaming and non-game related. Uh, we are also available on Facebook, where you can uh, comment, uh, give us suggestions, likes, that kind of stuff. Uh, and we're also available on iTunes, just like the listening pleasure. If you want to contact us, you can either, contact, you either contact, contact us on our Facebook page, or you can also send me an email directly to the SNES podcast at, at yahoo.com. And George, where can they with listeners like find you their own clients? Oh boy! Well, I guess if you're interested, uh, you find me on Twitter at Mr. Chief. That's at M I S T U R C H E E F. Uh, you can find me on other podcasts. Uh, there's one that Greg and I do. Uh, that's not family friendly. Greg, Greg, Greg has slipped me a note card saying that I should say it's not family friendly. Um, <laughs> uh, that is uh, PlayStation Power, where we cover PlayStation, PlayStation Two, and uh, PSP games. Um, I also do Master System Masterpieces, where we cover Master System games. <laughs> yes, uh, had some interesting games on there recently. Yeah, always interesting, always interesting games. So, as always, uh, we want to thank the listener like for your support, uh, like for like listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you again very much, and we will, and we will see you again shortly. Mm, goodbye, thumb and ninja poof. I'm gone. So take care everybody. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep power.